All right, Carter here, and this is the last week of Psalms and Proverbs before we take a break to dive into Luke together. This week, let's introduce Luke a little bit because we start that in seven days from the release of this episode on January 10th, and I'm holding a physical copy of the Luke Journal right now. You can order those for your D groups. They're free, um, or we're going to have it in the app, and I think that'll be really good for the high school guys who love to be on the phone. So uh, (laughs) today, I do want to look into the famous psalm from this last week, Psalm 23. And talk a little bit about work and rest, especially because we're asking you leaders to put in some work with these baseball players and D-groups. Teaching God's Word, developing those relationships, visiting their games this spring, uh, just working hard for the King. But uh, we obviously, and most importantly, do not want you to be overwhelmed with that. Uh, As Jesus says, do not be anxious about anything. Uh, Rest plays a big part of this this work uh, that we're doing. So, let's go. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. So first, here's a few things about Luke before we get started next week. Here's a little introduction. The Gospel of Luke is the longest of the four Gospels, uh, hence we're taking 14 weeks to go through the book. It has more words than Matthew, even though Matthew has more chapters. Um, and this this was new to me uh, when I was reading stuff about Luke. Uh, it might not be n- new to you, but uh, it makes so much sense to me now that Christian tradition has long associated each of the Gospels with the four faces encountered by Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 1 through 14 in the Old Testament. Uh, The human is most associated with Matthew, the lion with Mark, the eagle with John, and the ox has become the symbol of Luke because Luke focuses on Christ's sacrifice. And when we look at uh, the beginning of Luke, it opens up with Zechariah offering a sacrifice in the temple. Uh, and it also includes the parable of the prodigal son. When they, uh, the son comes back, they offer this fattened calf uh, and have a party. Uh, in the early church, the ox represented a priestly, priestly character because uh, oxen were offered on, you know, the for the temple sacrifices uh we also are when we read luke uh we're called to sacrifice our own life and take up our own cross and follow jesus so but the the gospel of luke is more like a letter uh, addressed to theophilus he's probably this high-ranking official or prominent gentile uh most except that luke was greek so this makes this makes uh luke Probably the only gospel written to Gentiles specifically. Uh, Luke is the writer, as we know. If you read uh, the the New Testament, it talks about how Luke is a physician. He focuses on uh, in this in this gospel account. He focuses focuses on the healings by Jesus because he's so infatuated by that and what Jesus can do and what he does for people. And it also highlights his teachings that he does. Uh, specifically there's uh, some 
uh, specific ones to Luke that are really important that people use still in the church today to teach. Um, the parable of the two debtors, the lost coin, the shrewd manager, uh, the rich man, Lazarus, the persistent widow, and there's more. But uh, when we see uh, the end of Luke, it talks about, obviously, uh, Jesus' crucifixion and death and resurrection and ascension. And the the whole time through the whole uh, book and through the Gospels even, uh, Jesus comes to his disciples and they don't understand and he's trying to teach them what he's trying to teach them what sacrifice is and even on the road to Emmaus after he's risen and he's talking to him they don't recognize him and he's telling them and he's getting frustrated at this point they don't still don't understand that he says quote it's necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory unquote and um so we're called to a suffering as well when we take up our own cross and follow Jesus. And that's not an easy gospel to hear, but it's what we're called to do uh, as as Christians, as we walk through this life, because we know that we will be rewarded uh, in the end. And uh, when we pass from death to life uh, into eternity, we're going to be rewarded for that. Um, that we walked as Christ walked and we took our cross. And when we took our cross, it leads to the crucifixion, uh, leads to our death. Um, and so there's just so much wrapped up into Luke. I hope that you get, you enjoy this book and get your guys prepared to go through this. Uh, get them in a D group, get them, um, uh, get a time set for them. Uh, reach out to them this week. Uh, I think it's going to be great for us. I hope that gives you a good introduction to Luke, but we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we've been reading in the Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, if you've been reading with us for the last couple of weeks and into this next week before we get into Luke on January 10th. So uh, on the day of release today, uh, if you're hearing this on the day of release, it's Sunday, January 3rd, and you're reading a familiar Psalm because uh, in the Advent plan that we did this year and actually last year as well it's called the jesus our redeemer advent reading plan we uh led up to christmas day every day we read uh portions of scripture but we opened up the first day with actually this psalm for today um it's the first day of for advent and we talked about selfishness and how we can say nonchalantly that's my bat or that's my glove. And that may come off, you know, this may come off a little bit extreme, but um, the psalm actually says at the beginning, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all those who dwell within, therein. So that's pretty straightforward. I mean, of course, I mean, the Ten Commandments say that stealing is a sin and God does give us possessions and things he wants us to take care of and use for his kingdom. But under our ownership, everything is still his. We're his. Uh, our our soul is uh, left to him to decide what to do with it after death, you know. Um, so this should make, I mean, it could make us step back if we realize this and just understand that. 
and really help us with our own selfishness if we think about who God is and what his his creation is his <laughs> and everything that we have is his but Saturday yesterday if you're listening to this on the day of release uh, was Psalm 22 and the famous Psalm 23 that starts out as uh, Psalm 23 starts out as the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul and this psalm hits hard, hits home, uh, hits home hard uh, with a lot of people in the world uh, because uh, it's talking about uh, him taking care of us and him uh, giving us rest. And I want to focus on that uh, verse 2, that he makes us lie down in green pastures. So baseball players can respond to the end of a season in a few different ways they can you know get right back to work and that might be a good idea for guys that haven't been doing a whole lot during the season physically they might need to hit the gym get some strength and conditioning in to get ready for the next season to get better so that they can uh, perform better and play uh, a position on the field or maybe they've had a lot of work and they've been they're exhausted they needed let their body recover, which is uh, probably recommended by most coaches and trainers, even if you're not playing a whole lot during the season. Or even maybe they might just quit completely. Uh, maybe they've had a hard year. They um, Their time just ran out at the end of the season. They uh, It's their last, uh, their last go at it. Uh, it's their senior year or whatever. Sometimes it r- does reach that point, but Rest is something um, that the Lord has had to teach me specifically. He's made me lie down at times, whether it was uh, through an injury or at the end of a season or just at the end of my career after college. Uh, the Lord made me rest at uh, rest in baseball and even in just periods of my life. And I think that the Lord made this world where we need rest as a picture of what we have to look forward to. It's a continual picture of uh, what we have to look forward to in eternity. But I think our default condition now that we're in sin is to be at rest without working. And that's just laziness. And I think the Bible points that out a whole lot. And... um and so I don't blame my parents for pushing me to work hard as a kid. I love my mom. Uh, she might even listen to this later. I don't know. But uh, she never encouraged me to rest because uh, that just wasn't on her radar uh, or my dad's radar. Um, I remember at one point during high school, I was in football workouts in the morning during the summer. And in the afternoon, obviously, I was playing baseball. So. Uh, I have a double header in the afternoon, so I'd have two to three two to three hours of workouts in the morning, and then a double header. I was just physically exhausted, but uh, I remember my mom uh, when I would, you know, I'd just lay down and have a nap. <laughs> she would, I'd wake up to cold water on my head and all over my sheets. <laughs> so there were no, there was no rest for the weary in our house. But um, of course, we need to work hard. But I think. Uh, the Lord uh, honors, uh, you know, honors our, I mean, he, he rested after uh, Genesis 1, 
when he made the world, when he made everything good, and it was according to who he was. He was obviously he works according to his own will. So he had he rested. And some picture, some people see that as a picture of uh, God now, like he's continually in that rest, and he invites us into that rest even today. And that's that's a good reminder. Um, and he 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 reminds us uh, he reminds us in Exodus after Genesis that uh, you know he commands his people he commands Israel to take those Sabbath days uh, really rest. I mean he uh, there's a one point in Numbers 15 that he commands the people actually see this guy picking up sticks right after he commands his people to rest. And obviously he's working. So they asked the Lord, hey, what, was she, what should we do with this guy? And they stoned the guy. And that was the punishment for that. Um, obviously he's writing his, his laws and commandments on our hearts now. Um, and that's so hard to just comprehend the, the ways that he did things in the Old Testament. And that's a struggle with Christians even today, non-believers, uh, people in our culture today that uh, they think that God was a different God in the past uh, than he is now. The difference is, is that we that Jesus has done the work and he's right. The, the Holy Spirit is writing uh, the, the law on our hearts and uh, specifically about rest. Um, he's writing, he's writing, um, uh, what it means to, to really work for the Lord and to rest in the Lord. I think even today in our culture and, uh, but he does give us a, a, a picture of what it looks like to, to be in sin in the Psalms and what it does to us and what God does to people that are in sin and, uh, aren't working for the Lord. Uh, in Psalm 95, we'll read this later after we come out of Luke in the next few weeks. Uh, God says, quote, uh, For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, There are people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declare an oath in my anger. They shall never enter my rest. Unquote. And, gosh, that is so uh, condemning. Uh, and... It's it's very 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 <laughs> for me that is uh, really really hard to swallow that uh, there's going to be people that will not enter his rest. Um, that's that's hard, and uh, I think there's a distinction that I need to make here is that there's a difference between sleep and rest, and a lot, I don't think a lot of people understand that, and you might not know what I'm talking about, but. Uh, you may uh, rest. Um, you may rest the same every night, but uh, and my wife didn't even understand this when I was trying to explain this to her. But um, there's the times where you wake up, uh, maybe in the middle of the night or just after a good night's sleep, and you wake up and every joint, every bone in your body is just so relaxed, and you you're sunken deep into the mattress. Um, and you work up, you wake up at that like perfect temperature under the covers. It's just so good. And, um, there's times where you're just like, man, I did, I feel like, I mean, I slept all night, but I don't feel rested at all. 
uh, I had, you know, eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours of sleep, but I just don't feel good after I wake up. There's different kinds of sleep. All like restful sleep doesn't happen all the time for me. And I think that's kind of a picture of who we are spiritually when, uh, we we do have anxiousness, um, and Jesus asks us to not be anxious, but we s- still do struggle with anxiousness. Uh, at least I do. But uh, a lot of the times, I can just take rest in what Christ's work was for me on the cross, even though I'm like working towards this goal as a guy that's on staff with Full Count Ministries. Um, we're trying to reach every baseball player with the gospel, and that can be overwhelming. And that can be overwhelming for you as a volunteer if you take that to heart. But I think that if we work hard together uh, for that goal, uh, to make disciples, uh, to be there for baseball players, uh, to show them love on the field, off the field, I think he's going to give rest in our soul uh, for uh, the work that he, that he gives us. And he commands us to rest. And I'm so glad that he's commanded us to rest because if he didn't, then some of us, some of us Christians would probably work ourselves to death. <laughs> really, I think that we would. Um, but just for a little baseball analogy in this, um, you might have seen this year that the Dodgers won the World Series. Clayton Kershaw, uh, man, he's probably one of the best pitchers in the game right now. He... Uh, has obviously had some, man, some just awesome outings, brilliant uh, pitching on the mound. He's uh, had those games at times where he's really just shut the other other team down, and he's probably had some really good night's sleep after that, just thinking about meditating on, like, what he's just done on the field the years before he won this year. But this year – Winning the World Series, doing a good job on the field this year, it puts a whole—it's a whole new spin on rest for him in the game. Like coming off of a World Series win, um, he even said in one of his interviews uh, a couple weeks after, maybe it was two or three or four weeks after he had won the World Series, he was playing "We Are the Champions" on repeat in his house. <laughs> over and over and over again and just driving his family crazy because of the song. But that's how I picture, uh, you know, going into eternity after years and years of work for the Lord. Uh, uh, hopefully, I mean, like, I, well, I know, and the scripture affirms what I, I, I believe is that, you know, we, we get glimpses of rest um, it, on the earth. Uh, today, even today, you know, uh, after we've worked hard all day and we get that good night's sleep or we just feel in our heart, like during the day, we can be awake even, uh, feeling that rest that, uh, you know, we've done all we can do and we just give it to the Lord at that point. Um, but I think entering into eternity, uh, knowing that we did everything for God or everything we could is, uh, I just can't imagine what that's going to be like. Um, you know, he's going to give us, well, he's done the work on the cross, but, um, 
entering into that rest with uh, with the Father in heaven, um, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna feel like nothing that we've ever felt before, and we're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be like uh, just amazing night's sleep, but also a party at the same time, <laughs> kind of thing. Like we're gonna be in celebration uh, of the work that's been done in the world. And we're going to be able to look back on that and see what God has done. Just be uh, in celebration with each other in heaven, and have that and and have that feeling. I think is going to be uh, just amazing. Um, I can't. Okay, so looking at uh, the Gospel of Luke too, and how Luke was so focused on healing and on Christ and His work and ministry through uh, His ministry of healing also teaching but i can't imagine jesus going to heal this person and then running to heal this person going back and forth healing this person and then going to the temple to rebuke the pharisees and sadducees and then running back to heal a leper that really needed it and he walked is what he did and you hear that about the christian walk Uh, you hear that term christian walk we walk with him um, his yoke is easy and his burdens light even today. And uh, as you as you guys get your groups together and go through Luke, um, we obviously don't want you to be burdened uh, by that. We want you to, um, you know, rest in the fact that God, uh, Christ has done the work. The gospel is good news. And uh, as you work hard, uh, you can also rest in the fact that God has it in his hands. Um, so, uh, I'm excited about what's to come. Uh, work hard guys and rest hard. So with that, I want to encourage you guys to put in some work with the Luke Journal starting next week. We've laid it out for you. I think we tried to make it as easy as possible. We're going to have these podcasts. Uh, you can listen to those for encouragement, for help. Uh, ultimately, we want you guys to lead these guys uh, to be in line with work for the Lord and not for themselves or for their status or for for them. For them. We want them to ultimately put in the work to take up their own cross and make their own disciples and What better than to look at the gospel of Luke and to teach them the story of Christ and sacrifice and so that they can be sacrificial in the rest of their lives and for them to achieve that eternal crown that we always talk about in Full Count Ministries. So the challenge this week is to get your guys on the app or get them a physical journal, which can be ordered through our website now. Uh, get a time and day nailed down to meet up with these guys and talk about Jesus through the gospel of Luke. Uh, we're going to get knee deep in the gospel account for 14 weeks starting next week. So I'll be praying for you guys. We'll be praying for you guys. Don't hesitate to reach out to me or Jacob if you need help with anything. We're looking forward to seeing all that God will do in your D groups, guys. Uh, we love you. Uh, have a great week. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast 
You can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms. Full Count Ministries exists to create disciples using the game of baseball. We are a non-profit ministry, and if you have benefited from this resource, we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel, giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel, and then to grow in the relationship with Jesus. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that God has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe. Globe.